Welcome to This Week in Sparkling Water. My name is Joachim Eriksson, and today we're reviewing Ramla Safilkus. There's a made-up word on here, it's called Funkhundsvatten, which means function water. Like water that has a f utility, utility water, with extract from green coffee beans and ginseng, melon flavor. 105 milligrams of caffeine. Utility water. Let's smell it. Yep, smells like melon. No, that's not good at all. Mm-hmm. When melon doesn't come through fresh, it it's like, it has this earthiness, this like bitter, almost bitter, unclean flavor, like melon up by the rind. You know, you bite into a watermelon and... <clears throat> it can either be like the red flavor or the white flavor. This tastes like the white flavor of watermelon. Like you're just biting into the rind. That's a 3.5 out of 10. I don't like it. 3.5. So I I don't know. I'm, I'm not really feeling it today. I'm just going to... You know, there's this thing going on with me that I'm I'm feeling bad... I'm feeling bad and I think it's just like a physical thing like I'm jet lagged. I I on Wednesday I woke up at at a normal time in Sweden at like 9am and then I, you know, <clears throat> go buy some last souvenirs in a store and then I go pick up my uncle at noon and we get drive to Denmark to the airport and I return the rental car and we chill at the airport and the flight is at like 4pm and then I fly for like 11 hours. And at that time, it's like 4 or 5 a.m. in Sweden. And I drive my uncle to his house. And then I like go get some dinner in Sacramento, which is like two hours away from my uncle's house. And then I drive home. And at the end of it, it's like literally noon in Sweden. And I've been up for like, you know, 30 hours or something. I even had to do this thing that I've never done before, but I've I've heard of it, and it it has always made sense to me. And I've actually always been a little bit curious about getting into this situation uh, and having to do it, where you like you're so you're driving and you're so tired that it seems unsafe. Because like I was driving, and look in Sweden, like I'm in America, and it's like 9 p.m. or something. But in Sweden, it's like 11 a.m. And I've been up all night since the day before. So I'm so tired that I'm noticing dream thinking coming in where it's like I'm almost like I'm noticing a relaxation coming in and, and a dream, like dream logic sort of floating into my thoughts, which is like signaling that you're about to fucking fall asleep. <laughs> you know, like I'm driving and dream logic is coming in and I'm kind of relaxing and I'm kind of feeling like it's not that bad. I can relax. I can close my eyes, which is like a sort of dream logic that'll fucking get you killed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm driving, you know? I'm going 72 miles per hour. Uh, so I'm noticing myself getting so tired that I pull over into a parking lot of a Target or a Walmart or something. And I just set a 20-minute alarm on my phone and just sitting in the driver's seat, I just recline my driver's seat and I just close my eyes while sitting in the driver's seat and take a power nap. And like, I don't know how to nap but I have, an, I, like, firsthand-wise, I don't know how to nap. I don't nap. But people talk about naps, and, like, you read about naps. So I, I have, like, 
thir- secondhand information about naps. And one thing I know about naps is like, you don't want to go over 20 minutes because that actually makes you more groggy or something. So I set a 20 minute alarm and I recline and it works. Like I, I, something happened. I just laid there and I had a blanket in the back seat that I made a pillow on my shoulder. And I just sort of like was so tired that first I'm just thinking and I'm stressed out and I'm like, Jesus, I'm going to die in traffic. But then at some point I must've fallen asleep because the alarm went off and I woke up and I felt better. And the whole thing is so like, like it doesn't like, being tired enough, sometimes it hits you in the right way where you're like, it's relaxing to be super tired. And I power napped and I woke up from the power nap and I get back on the road and I just feel like relaxed and kind of alert and I feel fine and I have like an hour and a half left of driving and I drive home and it's fine, you know? And the whole thing feels all good. And I get home and I stay up for another hour just like unpacking and tidying up a tiny bit. And putting some, because I had even gone to the grocery store and stuff, like putting some groceries away. And then I fall asleep. And at that point, it's like midnight in America. And I slept for like eight and a half hours, which is pretty good. And then I wake up and, and I, you know, it's like you're rested. I don't, you're rested, but you don't really feel normal. And then I went to bed last night in a pretty normal hour and I wake up and, and there's something going on where I like, I, I just have to, I wish I had the ability to just say to myself, look, you're feeling weird right now because of a physical thing, because you're jet lagged, because you're like, all this stuff is going on. Like, you know, I just saw my mom and my sister and they got really sad when I left and then I get really sleep deprived and it all kind of hits me and makes me kind of sad. But it, it what I end up with is like this bad feeling and and. When I feel bad, I can't see outside of it. Like rationally, I know that I'm just feeling bad right now and it's going to pass. But the way it feels is that I'm convinced in this moment, I'm convinced that I will always feel like this or like I will never feel good. My type of bad will shift between different types of bad, but it will never shift to good. Like I will never feel good. I feel bad and I will never feel good. And it's just all bad. Like... It's not that I'm, I am convinced right now that I, it's not just that I feel bad. The world is a bad place. Like I'm looking outside and the sunlight is beautiful and stuff, but the beauty is invisible to me. And all I feel is that it's, it's not all good, you know? And I remember in my early twenties and stuff, feeling this and feeling this very strongly and and thinking about this and realizing that as soon as I feel bad, it's impossible for me to rationally understand that I'm just temporarily feeling bad. And it's po- impossible for me to think outside of it. And it's impossible for me to just wait it out. And I just give up on everything. And I, f- I let my heart sink so fully. And I become so convinced. And I remember in my early 20s feeling this and thinking about this. And just really hoping that when I grow a little bit older, I will become a little bit more stable in my belief in the good and the bad. And I'm hoping that eventually I'll just not let my heart sink so fully. I'll be a little bit more of a grown up. And now I'm like 36 years old and I've been sober for four years and I've done all these things and I meditate every day and there are all these things to make me more stable, but like it never went away. Like I still feel like this. And that makes me (laughs) even sadder, you know? Like, (laughs) you know how you like, 
when you're in this mindset of like everything's bad, it's like you can find more bad. There's like more bad to be. The bad doesn't end. Like when you're looking for bad and you think hard about it, you can come up with these new complicated ideas of how bad everything is. You know, let's involve a little bit of climate angst, you know? Let's involve a little bit of like, you know, the labor market is going to fall apart because of AI. Like when you're depressed and you're looking for bad things, your mind can always like find more puzzle pieces to to build it out even bigger, to make the darkness even, you know, broader and deeper. But it's like completely unnecessary because the, the, the subjective thing is there's nothing, you know, there's in the end, there's nothing. It all goes away. And I have so many things to be grateful for. Like I went on this date yesterday with this girl and she was so nice. Like I started off the date with like just telling her how there were some things I was feeling insecure about. And she just immediately was like, look, it's completely okay. Don't worry about it at all. It's like, <laughs> which is such a gamble because I go on a date with this girl without having text. I, like we just matched on a dating app and we sent like very, very few messages back and forth. And then I was like, you want to go? Can I, what are you doing tonight? You want to do dinner? And she's like, yeah, let's do dinner. So I met her and it's so, I really, really like that. I really prefer meeting someone before having texted a lot because I had this problem with trying to remember anything about someone that you haven't met that you're texting with. Like I'll ask her questions about her life and she'll tell me and I haven't met her. And it's like, I just, it's very hard for me to remember because it doesn't make an impression on me because I've never met her. So I just meet this girl that I've never met and ne haven't talked to more than like nine messages. And she immediately is just like this really, really nice, really, really pretty, smart girl that is really good at banter. Like, how lucky is that? Like, she could be anyone. She could be a psycho. And she's immediately just like completely nice. And it was kind of hilarious. And she seemed a little bit nervous, but it was like... That made me a little bit nervous, but it also made me less nervous. It made me more and less nervous. But so, and then it was real nice and we had this like great meal and finally got to go to 1228, which is like the place with the best cooking around here. And then afterwards we did a little, making, a little bit of making out and there, there was a lot of compliments going both directions. And then I took her home and it was all like, just a very through and through positive experience. So like I should take that experience and like I should wake up today and like feel good, you know? But instead, just because I'm jet lagged, I wake up and I feel bad and then I lose control of that and I just become convinced that everything is bad. And it makes me so sad that I'm so old and I still haven't figured it out, you know? And then I'm sitting here and it's like, I was in Sweden for a bit and there's some things happened and it's like, I should kind of tell the stories of what happened, but it's like, I'm not interested in my own stories. I find myself completely uninterested. Like, I am not interesting. So I'm going to tell the stories in a way where I'm angry about how I find them uninteresting. Like in Sweden, at one point, I'm standing on the sidewalk. We've had dinner with my uncle and my uncles, my aunt and my mom and my mom's husband and we're standing on the sidewalk and we're just sort of talking after dinner and it's really hot out 
and I wish the ice cream place was open and the sun is up. I developed in Sweden, here's a sidebar. In Sweden, I had, there was this thing of, maybe I said, I don't remember what I talked about last episode. Maybe I said this already, but the sun is up really late. The sun sets at like 10.30 p.m. and then it's light out. It just dips below the horizon. So even after it sets, the sky is still bright for like another hour or more. So like I was jet lagged and I would fall asleep early. And so when I would fall asleep at like 10 p.m. or 11 or 9.30, it would still be light out. And then I'd wake up at like 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. and the sun was already up. So I very quickly started losing my mind over that. Because that's not actually something I'm used to. Like, I lived in Sweden like a motherfucker. Like, I've lived in Sweden like 22 years or something. But I was always enough of a night owl that I would get a lot of darkness every night. But there was something about the jet lag on this trip that I got very little darkness many, many days in a row. And I would wake up and I would feel, like, tired. And I would feel this strong desire to be in a dark place and not I wanted it to be honestly dark not dark because I pulled some blackout curtains like it's not the same pulling blackout curtains and knowing that the sun is up outside is not the same as being in a room and it's dark because it's dark out like there's a dishonesty to blackout curtains and I just had this I just wanted coherence I wanted a cohesive experience of the world and I wanted to be tired at the same time that it was dark. And I, you know, I think that there's a parallel there to like, I, I really struggle to differentiate myself from the world. Like when I feel bad, I really quickly believe that the world is a bad place. And when I feel tired, I really need the world to be dark. And there's a enormous discomfort with any sort of disconnection there between my inside and the outside. And I'm really bad at that. Like, it gets me in the heart somehow where I feel really bad. It gives me this deep anxiety to feel like I have to disconnect and be like, and tell myself, look, you just feel bad on the inside. The world is a fine place. Or you're just tired and the sun is up and it's fine that those two things are not... Um, in harmony. But anyway, so on the whole trip, the fucking sun was out, up the whole time. It was light out, the whole thing. And it's like, it drove me fucking crazy. But so at one point, we've had dinner, which means that it's late at night and we're standing on the sidewalk and the sun is up, dude. Like the sun is nowhere near the horizon. And then a guy comes, this Middle Eastern looking guy, steps out of a nice um, white toyota like a prius or something and he walks up to us with these cans and he hands out these cans and it's like sparkling water and he hands me sparkling water and he's like look there's these i'm giving you these two flavors there's a third flavor in the store this is new we're launching it right now and i'm like you're launching a sparkling water brand and I wish I believed in this story. I don't find this story interesting, but I wish I found it interesting. And I find it uninteresting because of how I feel on the inside in my heart. And I wish I could just put my heart away, but I can't put my heart away. And I fucking hate this story. As I'm telling it, I hate it. But anyway, a guy came up to me and gave me sparkling water and said, talked about it. And he's like, it's got these antioxidants. It's an energy water without any caffeine. 
it's just like all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. It's a vitamin thing. And and I ask him and I'm like, you work for the company? And he's like, I'm the founder. I founded a sparkling water company. We made it right here in this town in Aeslov because I was in the shithole city of Aeslov. And it's really interesting. Like Sweden is now full of Middle Eastern people. And a lot of older Swedish people are racist as fuck and they hate it. But it's really like not that bad. And they have really, a lot of them have really integrated and picked up the Swedish values where they like go to school and they take school quite seriously. And then they are living in Sweden and they figure out how government services work and they get, you know... They go to they go to up higher education and they get the free higher education and a lot of them are like entrepreneurs, and they really integrate with society, and these are like people that really I I really would love to be good friends with them because I'd really love to figure out how they integrate. Like I'm really interested in how religion can localize and stuff because I probably think that they keep religion pretty strong in their lives, but they still let go of a lot of things pragmatically. Like he's not got a, he doesn't have a long beard. He has like a nicely trimmed beard and he's really well-spoken and he's clearly just like an entrepreneur who's starting a company and he clearly has a factory locally and he's making the sparkling water and he's talking about all these stores that he's getting into. And it's really fucking nice, you know, to see this guy do good and then it falls apart and i'm like i do this thing that's that i hate myself for and i hate myself for it in the moment and it doesn't go well and i tell him that he's giving me sparkling water and i tell him that i have a sparkling water podcast and i, I tell him i'm going to review the water on the podcast and he's like oh yeah how many followers do you have and i look at him and i go 50 and he goes thousand and i go no and he goes, ooh. And I go, yeah. And then that's it. <laughs> that's it. I'm like, okay, whatever. And he gives me a bunch of free sparkling water. But I just didn't like it. I didn't like that he made it about followers. But, you know, <laughs> it's so funny. I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. It was like I looked him in the eye and I was like, without saying it, I said, hey, Look at me. Look at me. I'm a loser. What are you going to do with that information? And he looked at me and he was like, yep, you're a loser. And then he was nice about it. Anyway, we did a little bit of banter and he was such a nice guy. And my uncle is like not a good guy and such a racist piece of shit. And I, he said some vaguely microaggressive shit. And the guy is like so gracious in the face of that. And I'm just so like... God, I just feel like some you meet people and they have so many things figured out and they're in situations that are so much more difficult than they just are the, they just know who they are and they figure it out and I don't know and I don't. Anyway, there's one more thing that happened um that I found interesting. I've mentioned this many many times on the podcast before. It's like a long time thing that's it's been happening for the last 10 last 10 years that there's at least one guy, probably multiple people, but there's w probably one specific guy because a lot of it um 
traces back to the same town. There's a guy with my name, Joachim Erickson, who sometimes when he doesn't want to get spam, he types my email address into the field. And I think his email address is probably something similar to mine. My email address is just joachim.erickson at gmail.com. The most common spelling of the name Joachim and the most common in Sweden spelling of Erickson. E-R-I-K-S-S-O-N. That's how it's spelled in Sweden. No fucking C, no bullshit with just like one S that doesn't make any sense. And not Joachim with like a fucking C-H, like a German. It's it just... The most normal. So I think his real email address is probably my name and then 77 or 65 or, you know, whatever year he was born or added to the end. But then uh, what I'm thinking is that sometimes he just gets lazy because he he's asked for his email and he realizes that it's not necessary to fill out his real email. So he doesn't fill out his full email. He just writes my email. Just the default, just something blank, because he doesn't want all this fucking spam. So, like, recently, in the last few months, he's applied for a lot of loans, and financial institutions, when you apply for a loan, they get really fucking aggressive halfway through the process, because they want to get you. They want to lend you the money. So... I can tell that he's like giving them a lot of personal information to get a quote to see what kind of loan they'd give him. And then when he's halfway through the process, when he's gotten the information that he was curious about and he doesn't want them to bother him anymore, he's like, oh yeah, just email me. And then he gives them my email. So I've been getting all these emails that are like handwritten real email from some lady in a bank from a, at a bank in Jävle, which is a town in northern Sweden. I think he's from there. I get a lot of shit related to that town. So for years, I've been getting his fucking spam, which is annoying as fuck. And so I'm not happy with this fella. And I say that to set up what happens next, because you need to understand that we don't have a peaceful relationship, me and this fella. Like this fella is punishing me and he's being a lazy piece of shit and he's punishing me. And I need you to understand that and agree with that to understand what happens next. So then I get to Sweden and we try to go to the zoo in the town where my sister is living with her kids. And the zoo is 40 bucks per person to get in, which is expensive. And then parking is not free. And it's like, how are you going to have like an amusement park or a zoo or a thing like that and not have parking be free? And Sweden is more than any other country in the world, statistically, cash free like people do not handle cash it's like there's statistics on it and it's like something like 99.7 or 99.3 percent of all transactions all purchases are done not with cash with some other mode of payment um a debit card is very common no one uses credit cards because it's viewed as this like really bad fucking path to go down but really mostly it's digital it's different forms of like um digital payment on your phone there's a company called swish that you basically connect to your bank and then it's a it's a lot like apple pay or venmo or something so like most stores when you walk into a store like a clothing store there's a little sticker on the door saying we don't handle cash and then when you go in you just swipe your phone and the swish apps con the swish app connects and then you um, pay with some sort of, you know, your Apple Pay is connected to it or your bank card or whatever. And then visiting Sweden is incredibly inconvenient because you don't have a Swedish bank card 
and you don't have Swish because you don't have a Swedish phone number and you can't set up any of these forms of payment. And like when you go somewhere, like me and my uncle arrive in Sweden and we hit the ATM and we pull out like 150 bucks in cash. And the whole trip, I'm just out here trying to buy a coffee or trying to buy a ticket to get into the zoo. And the people just look at me like, yeah, we don't, we don't take cash. And then I'm like, okay, can I use the bathroom? And then they're like, yeah, we, we don't have a bathroom. And then I'm like, okay, can, can I get a decaf? And they're like, yeah, we don't have decaf. And then whatever I try to do, people are just like, yeah, no, I mean, we don't, we don't, that's not, that's not gonna, that's not, no. And they're not nice about it. And they just tell us no. Like at every point, whatever I'm trying to do, people are just like, yeah, that's like, we don't do that. That's not, you know, I go to the bank and they're like, yeah, you can't, that doesn't work. You can't transfer that money. No. And it's like, I just get told no. And people are not nice about it. And they don't try to figure it out for you. And so when I go to the zoo and I park, there's like, um, I, the parking is not free. And I, there's a big sign with like seven different apps that you can use that connect to like all these separate banking app, financial fucking services to pay for the parking. And so I'm just like, you know, I arrived at the zoo 20 minutes before my sister and I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to not get a parking ticket, even though the parking ticket is probably less than what parking is in America. Like in America, you try to park and it's 45 bucks a day. In Sweden, it's like three bucks. And if you get a ticket, it's 30 bucks. So it's less. But so don't even give a shit. But I'm like, I have 20 minutes. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to download the app. I'm going to create the account. It's going to ask me for some other account to some other thing. And I'm going to go on that website and set that up. And I'm going to create this whole financial infrastructure with my own name. And then I log in. I, I go to the Parkster app, right? And I download the app and I tried to sign up and it just says email already in use. So I'm like, huh, okay, weird. I haven't had a driver's license for very long. So it doesn't really make sense that 10 years ago when I was in Sweden, I fucking got a parking app. Like I don't, and it doesn't make much sense. But so I just do the forget my password, I guess. And it emails me a password reset link. And so I hit the link and I set up a new password. And so I log in and I'm like, oh, this is probably some old account of mine with now expired financial data. But so I log into it expecting that I will have to set up some new payment info that won't even fucking work. And I log in and it's not my account, but I'm in the account. It's just some guy with my name has used my email to, because he doesn't want all the spam. He just put in my email and I'm in his fucking Parkster account now. <laughs> and so I'm like, fine, let's just see what happens here. And so you have to add a vehicle. So I do add vehicle. I type in what kind of vehicle it is. And I type in the license plate and I do park now. And, it's, and I just park the vehicle and I say where I'm at in the Parkster app. And I just start the parking process the whole time expecting it to ask me for payment info. And then it's just going and I'm in his app and I'm making him pay for it basically. And then I go into vehicles and I see all of his cars. And then I go into like parking history and I see how three days ago and four days ago and seven days ago and eight days ago, he parked in different places in Yavle. So it's this fucking same guy. And so then I'm just like, okay, let's let this rip. 
I'm just going to let this fella pay for my parking. And we go to the zoo. And then like at the end of it, it's like, I just like finish. And at the end, it's like five bucks. And I just charge it to his whatever. And then to make him not notice, I go into the vehicles list and I delete my own vehicle. So that the only way that he'll notice that he just paid for some of my parking is if he goes into like his history. <laughs> you know what I mean? Also, his password is now different. So he might literally be, I'm realizing this as I'm saying it, he might have been kicked off of his account and he might literally never be able to get into his account again unless he also has a phone number set up and he can do password recovery with phone number but i don't think so because when i did a password recovery it didn't ask me for how i wanted to do it it just sent me an email so i really wonder if i'll ever meet this guy i really would love to get in touch with him you know just see what he's about you know there's like this um i've seen these memes where someone decides to email like they have a name and it's a common name and then they s decide to email or message like 50 people with the same name randomly because you can i think if your name is like stephen smith you can send an email to stephen smith and then add a one at the end and then stephen smith and add a six at the end and then stephen smith and add like different numbers at the end and they will all come back as real email addresses and you can email all of them and then in the meme people will be like okay, we're all Stephen Smithers and now we have to fight to the death and and there can't be this many of us and whoever survives at the end gets to be Stephen Smith. And like there is something about someone that has your name where you feel a little bit connected to them. But anyway, the guy paid for my parking and I don't give a shit about that story, but that happened. And then, you know, I fly back and I'm real nervous about the whole thing and I, I have so much PTSD from immigration because i for so long i was waiting for a green card and they just it just got delayed really for years and i don't even know why and whenever i was trying to fly into the country the immigration department had just given me a printed piece of paper and handwritten a note in my passport saying let him in he's waiting for his new green card you know it's fine and then that piece of paper the way how it looked so inefficial created a lot of problems because when you're trying to depart when you're in china and you're trying to fly to america the airline looking at it in china will not let you on the plane unless they're convinced that you will be allowed into america so they look at it and they're like yeah we don't trust this we can't just let you in and then every time i had to convince them to call the hotline for the immigration department in america to get someone on the line and then to give them my fucking, you know, social or case number or whatever and to have the person on the immigration department phone line say to the airline person in China, hey, yeah, it's fine. We're going to let him in once he makes it to America. Because if the airline flies someone to America that is then um, rejected and they aren't let through customs, the airline will be fined, a steep fine. Like that's how it's enforced. The airlines have to not let people fly to the country if they are going to not be let in. So all the airlines were trying to reject me every fucking time. So flying really stressed me out in the last few years. And then now I have a green card and it's, I just have a little bit of lingering anxiety about it so when i get to immigration i i'm just stressed out about it but then now 
I go up to immigration. My uncle is now a citizen, and me and my uncle go to the immigration officer together. And the fella is asking us if we're together, and I'm like, yeah, we're together, and we have the same last name. And then my, we just start joking around with this guy, and it's like, it's a big black guy, and he's asking me if I'm bringing 10 grand into the country in cash, and I'm like, no. And he's asking if I have something to declare, and my uncle is joking and saying, yeah, we just brought a bunch of Swedish candy. And the guy is like, ho, 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 you know, yeah, I'll, I'll be confiscating that, you know, I'll make sure that gets destroyed. And my uncle is like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you'll... I'm sure you'll destroy the candy, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'll destroy the candy. And we're we're kidding around. And then the guy stamps my passport and he goes, welcome home, gentlemen. <laughs> and it's like, dude, fucking relax, dude. You think we're in fucking Starship Troopers? He didn't say it ironically. It wasn't a joke. He like meant it. He's like, how long have you been outside of the country? And I'm like, seven days. And he stamps my shit and he's like, welcome home, gentlemen. And it's like, bro, first of all, this is, a, I, this is a Swedish passport you're stamping, dude. I'm a Swede. I went to Sweden. Why are, you, why are you welcoming me home? It's very presumptuous of you. I don't know. It was just way too intense of a line. But, he, you know, big black guys in uniforms, they can say whatever they want and make it look cool. He got away with it. He, he pulled it off. Anyway, and then I got drove home and I was real fucking tired. And then when I got home, my house was, I live in the forest alone. And my house was overtaken by nature a little bit. And there was literally, I don't know how I got in. All my doors and windows and everything was locked and sealed. I, I get into my house and there's a frog on the floor in the living room. Just like a frog. Like, how did the frog get in here, you know? Like, what are we doing? And then this morning I wake up early and it's like, it's so nice to wake up early, but I can't enjoy it. I go on a date with this girl yesterday and she was telling me how she wakes, she's unemployed and she wakes up at 5 a.m. every morning and just like enjoys the morning and meditates. And it's like, God, to have life figured out like that, it seems superior to my situation of waking up late and immediate, waking up late screaming, you know? Anyway, speaking of screaming, I have to go to work right now. I love you guys, but um, yeah, thank you for listening. End of episode.